like gets hokey. Yeah. Yeah. Like gets hokey. 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 Yeah. Studies done on things like acupuncture and things like that haven't been done is because it's hard to get funding for. It's hard to get funding. Proponents of acupuncture always say more studies are needed. Really? After 3,000 trials, isn't it about time to stop? Research money is scarce, and it would be better spent on other areas that are more likely to be productive. Like, gets hokey. Yeah. Like, gets hokey. Yeah. Like, gets hokey. Yeah. The doctor, the MD, right. who's telling you you should never see a chiropractor, There's, yeah. that, that's bad for you. When I say alternative medicine is medicine that hasn't been proven to work, someone always says, but what about acupuncture? It's been proven to work, hasn't it? Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like yeah. gets hokey. Yeah. Like yeah. gets hokey. Yeah. I mean, the, the, this stuff is real, man. I mean, just because we don't have a scientific explanation right. for it yet. Yeah. A lot of mainstream doctors think there is good evidence to support it. Insurance pays for it, and the military is even teaching battlefield acupuncture to its doctors. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. But there's certain things like acupuncture that actually work. Evidence-based medicine may accept it, but science-based medicine doesn't. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. You know, we're rediscovering. Rediscovering. Exactly. That's a good way. Rediscovering, you know, ancient truths. You've probably heard that it's an ancient Chinese treatment method. It's not so ancient, it may not even be Chinese, and it's not a method, but many different methods. Like, gets hokey. Yeah. Like, gets hokey. Yeah. Like, gets hokey. Yeah. The first accounts of Chinese medicine reached Europe in the 13th century. They didn't mention acupuncture. Like, gets hokey. Yeah. Like, gets hokey. Yeah. Like, gets hokey. Yeah. As a retired Air Force colonel, I find that very disturbing. Acupuncture is widely used in China. Turns out that's a myth too. The Chinese government tried to ban acupuncture more than once. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Acupoints and meridians are imaginary. No anatomist has ever found one. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Chairman Mao cynically restored it to respectability during his barefoot doctor campaign. He didn't believe it worked, and he didn't use it himself. But he found it a convenient expedient to pacify the masses who couldn't afford the kind of Western medical care that he demanded for himself. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Today, Western medicine is the treatment of choice in China. Traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture are used mainly by the elderly and the poor. It seems it's more more popular in California than in China. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Before we try to explain something, we should make sure it actually happened. When a popular but ineffective treatment is studied, false positive results are common. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. A more logical interpretation is that if real acupuncture doesn't work any better than sham acupuncture, real acupuncture doesn't work. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. If it were a drug that didn't work any better than a sugar pill, would they argue that the sugar pill is also an effective drug? Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. Like gets hokey. Yeah. But they argue that if a placebo makes a patient feel better, we should use it. Like gets hokey. Yeah. That sort of sounds reasonable, but there are reasons not to use placebo. Like gets hokey. Yeah. One of the biggest reasons is that doctors are not supposed to lie to patients. Like gets hokey. Yeah. It is becoming increasingly clear that the placebo effect accounts for much of the optimistic research on acupuncture published between the 1970s and 1990s. Like gets hokey. Yeah. It's hokey. Yeah. That was Pokey Hokey, featuring Dr. Harriet Hall and the Medicine Remix crew. That was done, oh geez, about two years ago, around this time.
You know, let's listen to another one. This next one is called I Dig It. You're listening to Integrity Radio. Hey Z, it's Bobby from Lighthouse Reflection. That was remarkable. Thank you. Obtaining other perspectives and uh, molding into the community. Understanding the community, understanding the people. It's not going to be some slam down or anything, I'm just going to give my opinion. I think what Patrick was saying is that there's another person walking around England with the exact same story, but other person doesn't have the punchline. I figured I should tell you why. If, if you haven't checked it out, I, I loved it, every bit of it. And the two of them ended up kind of, I don't know, giving each other a hug. But, uh, I think, um, Overall, uh, it was interesting. And uh, <laughs> nice one for uh, for getting on that. All right. Thanks, man. Talk to you. Hey, Integrity Radio. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate your call-ins, and I do really value our exchanges here, too. I appreciate the... Uh, the emotional exercises as well. I was hoping to maybe ask you a couple of questions about them. Oh, that was sweet, man. I appreciate that. Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for the call-in. It's Brad with uh, DIY. Uh, it was it was really interesting to hear your perspective about just putting it out there in front of people because, you know, just trying to do everything myself. There's a lot that I don't think about sometimes. Hey, Integrity Radio, Timo here. I think that was just Buckminster Fuller, maybe, on that piece. That was cool. I dig it. That was cool. I dig it. You seem like you have some great insight. That was cool. I dig it. That was cool. I dig it. That was cool. I dig it. It surprises me how much I refer to the Diaz brothers in this particular instance. Nick Diaz, he had spurred a thought. He had said in a recent interview that he did everything right. And, well, I, I couldn't help but reflect on that concept. He did everything right. Now, I hope I have the right brother. This is the older uh, Diaz. My co-host, Ben, we had a debate, a discussion regarding making decisions in life. And I think the statement was along the lines of, you know, you, you make your decisions in life and, and, uh, and you're somewhat in control of your destiny. Now, he didn't say it that way because I think he would have immediately uh, retracted the statement. But it reminds me of an old saying, you made your bed, now sleep in it. I don't like the saying, it's a ridiculous saying. I mean, think about it. You made your bed, now sleep in it. You don't make your bed and then sleep in it. You sleep in your bed and then make it. So I think maybe that's where the concept comes in that we have this free reign of free will 
when in reality we have very limited choices. Some people do all the right things and never experience the success that they were striving for. And I think it's a bunch of bull to say otherwise. I think it's bull to say you made your bed, now sleep in it. No, I think it should be you slept, now make your bed. This is the best way to control success. I've heard this before, I'm not the only one. The best way to succeed is to wake up and make your bed. And with that in mind, here's a, a little jam session that I titled You Slept, Now Make Your Bed. This is Integrity Radio.
So if you ever wondered how uh, I come up with song titles, this next one I call Hot Chocolate. Because uh, I ordered a hot chocolate here at the local Starbuckets and then uh, sat down and pulled out my portable keyboard and recorded this particular piece. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening to Integrity Radio. Everybody, this is Z, and this segment is coming to you from the outback, right outside the Starbucks. What an interesting morning! Um, I woke up, and there's an older gentleman. Oh, I don't know, he might have been my age, but he seemed like an older gentleman. Um, he's probably older than me, though. Looked to be, or at least claimed to be, and certainly looked to be of Native American ancestry. Kind of looked Hawaiian. Um, He's living out of his truck, and he carries around in a trailer with him just boxes of um, legal documents. You know, like uh, the kind of stuff that you see... Uh, in courts and whatnot. Turns out he kind of represents himself, refuses a uh, an attorney, and does all this work himself. Now, he's an older uh, native gentleman that suffered a stroke. So he's doing all this while trying to recover from a stroke. Um, I guess he's divorced and um, sort of living out of his truck and whatnot has a little camper and a little dog and and um he seems to be quite happy um you know with his lot um who knows if this is the case or not but uh so anyway he he yeah wow it was so interesting to meet this guy and to talk with him um and he he says that women became narcissists in the seventies because of the uh, um, the whole liberation uh, women's lib thing. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if that's true or if it's any more true, uh, or if it's gotten to be more true, or if it's even true at all. Who knows? I'm I'm not a social psychologist. Um, yeah, I have my opinions, but they don't really mean anything to y'all. <laughs> and so then uh, coming to Starbucks, um, I see my, my favorite twins. Um, I'm tempted to ask if they would like to be uh, interviewed, but I don't want them to get the wrong idea. I don't know how old they are, so uh, I'll just appreciate them from a distance. But they, uh, these two girls are twins, and they are here at the Starbucks every day from morning till night. And they, well, they, if they're here every day, they must not be in school. All right, well, anyway, 
I know their names, Brooke and Bree, because they are actually um, featured on the menu at Starbucks. So, <laughs> and and the menu actually says what they do. They're they're hailed as uh, customers of the month, and uh, they crochet various things like crocheted Christmas balls, crocheted pumpkins. I'm sure I'm quite sure they're able to crochet anything, which I think is quite phenomenal. I could never and never would do it, but I, I really appreciate people that do that sort of thing. My God, now, I've done some weaving, so I, I know what it takes and I, I, I don't have it. <laughs> And then there were, uh, there was a family, a, a guy with his three kids and they were looking for a place to sit and there were only three chairs they needed for. So I gave up my chair. Um, uh, and the uh, little boy, he must've been, Oh, I don't know, six years old or something like that. He, uh, complimented me and said, what a nice guy that is <laughs> I, I just think that's special when a six year old can sort of recognize when someone's doing something nice for other human beings um, that was really cool then oh, let me see I, I might be able to catch Luna snoring here now, now she's going to stop because she heard her name that was a Luna snore <laughs> um, yes, then a, um, a, a an adult with developmental um, challenges, let's say. I'm trying to be uh, politically correct here and not use the word retarded, but I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. What is the PC um, term for retarded? I don't mean it in a, in a bad way. I'm just trying to be descriptive. But this uh, woman came in and she was assisted. Um, she had a helper and um, a caregiver, I guess. That's the best way to put it. And um, boy, this uh, woman, uh, developmentally challenged woman, was very outgoing and was telling everybody what she was going to be doing for Christmas and uh, <laughs> and it was very crowded in Starbucks very crowded lots of noise um, a lot of horrible Christmas music <laughs> and at least Starbucks kind of mixes it up they play like some non-Christmas music and then Christmas music so that's cool <clears throat> um Anyway, this this woman, this developmentally challenged woman, from from across the table, she hears me playing one of my songs, uh, one of my jazz pieces, uh, on my phone, and she yells across the table, "Do you like jazz?" My uh, I think her cousin or something. My cousin likes jazz, or my aunt likes jazz, but she passed away. Uh, I was just so mystified and blown away by that. I, I said, "Well, you got a really good ear." She thought I said "year." <laughs> said, "Well, I'm going to spend it with Jesus and and God and <laughs> and her helper." Um, her caregiver said, "No," he said. You have a good ear. And she says, yes, I know. <laughs> but, uh, man, people are amazing. You know, you get on social medias and you may get this concept that people are not amazing, less than amazing. I certainly do. I get on the social medias and see what my friends are saying. Oh, my God. 
I, I sure do get deterred from thinking how incredible they are. But if I look away from the device and I look around me, um, you know, you hear things that you might not agree with, but you're also seeing the entire person and you can segment what they're saying um, apart from being just an amazing human being. I, I kind of found this out when I was hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, how there are no normal human beings. Uh, people seem normal. They, they, they like to portray themselves as normal, but I just, I don't think I've met a normal human being. I think in relation to everyone I meet, I'm normal. <laughs> of course, I guess I know there's a part of me that knows that that's probably not true. But then again, it is, right? All right, well, so much for ambiguities. Well, it is the holiday season, and so it would be remiss of me to not bring it up and that is the immorality of believing in nothing and it, now I'm not making a statement I'm sort of bringing up a topic perhaps a topic of discussion although discussion tends to be pretty uh, mundane but perhaps some interesting point of view can be interjected. But the immorality of believing in no thing, in nothing. So what do I mean by that? If, uh, if you're my mother, you would say everyone believes in something. But yeah, I, I don't quite... Uh, I'm I'm being semantical here. If you believe in God and I ask and you ask someone what is God? Essentially the answer is God is no thing and God is everything. Well, <laughs> let's start with the first statement. Uh God is being everything. Mm. I mean, I, you know, I, I can understand that concept. I think we all can understand that. Euphemism. <laughs> but God is no thing. I think we, we can all agree that God is not a thing. It's an idea. It's a concept. But God is not a thing. Unless, of course, you say God is everything. But I say it is immoral. And therefore, this is why we have the problems in our world. Because of this immoral immorality. The immorality of not believing. Or rather, believing in no thing. I feel that we should believe in some thing. But it's immoral to believe in no thing. And if God is nothing and that's what you believe in, then essentially you believe in no thing. Come on, people. I mean, you know, hey, prove me wrong here. So the concept is that I'm putting out there. And it's not even my opinion. I'm just being semantical. And that is. It is immoral. To be a Christian. To believe in God. Because God is no thing. And it is immoral to believe in nothing. Well. <laughs> There it is. 2019. 
coming to a wrap. Integrity Radio Season 3 coming to a wrap. I hope all of you have a wonderful, wonderful um, transition into the new year, the 2020. I know it's really kind of here nor there and the calendar is a mess and all that, but you know. We have to rally around something as human beings. We're a symbiosis for God's sakes. (laughs) I just say that now that we have the intellect to understand and we've asked the question enough times without the threat of of authority um, punishing us for asking the question, what is God? And God is, of course, not a thing. And therefore, we can you know, we can come to the conclusion that, humanistically speaking, it would be immoral to not believe, to to believe in no thing. So what should we believe in? Well, I think we should believe in us. We should believe in each other. We should believe in ourselves. Perhaps this will help the human condition. Perhaps I could be wrong, but this has been the thought for a long time, much longer than my life. There have been philosophers that have um, pontificated upon such things. Um, Of course, now we've, we are coming or have come to Uh, the intellectual understanding that philosophy is kind of useless as well. More more of a historic importance than it is of actual use to um, the humanitarian cause. Man, I was. <laughs> I think the there's a symbiosis going on between me and Luna. Because I think my talking puts her to sleep, and her snoring puts me to sleep. <laughs> um, hey, maybe the big problem I'm having with Christianity is that animals don't go to heaven. Yeah, and dogs have been my best friend. For a long time, for most of my adult life, I have, my best friends have been animals, specifically dogs, some cats, had a best friend chicken. Um, yeah. <clears throat> In fact, my friendships with uh, other species seems to be much deeper and longer lasting than any friendship I've had with another human being, which is pretty freaky if you think about it. And I know I'm not alone here. I think many of us, our longest lasting, deepest relationships uh, tend to be with dogs and cats and stuff like that. I think some people probably, if they don't have animals or they don't have that kind of relationship with their animals, then they might have that relationship actually with um, things, you know, like their cars or their houses or even uh, property, right? All right. Well, every time I try to... catch Luna snoring, she stops because I stop talking and when I stop talking she stops snoring. So I'll have to figure out a way to, to get around that work around because the whole world should hear the snoring of a comfortable pit bull. 
<laughs> All right, folks. Um, if you enjoy this show, please, oh, please give me a like or a thumbs up or whatever. Um, you can do that on the app specifically. I think it's called favoriting. Uh, that really helps me out. You can also um, like on the Facebook. I have uh, Integrity Radio is on Facebook. I think the URL is facebook.com slash Integrity Radio. You can hear the music um, that I do. I haven't really been... I've been posting more music just directly to Anchor, which of course is lo-fi. Um, but a lot of my music that isn't quite lo-fi is posted on cfuzmusic.wordpress.com. You can check that out there. And hey, if you want to throw me some money and uh, help keep me and Luna in biscuits, well, you could do that over at patreon.com slash maunakawa m-a-u-n-a k-a-u-a maunakawa I think that's it folks I think that's it this may very well be a wrap for episode 24 and uh, I think I'm on a roll so I'll I'll probably get another episode out before the end of the year. Before the changing of the year. Before the changing of the guard. Before we go into 2020. Yeah. As far as numbers are concerned. That's a number, isn't it? Alright, thanks for listening. And keep tuned. No, I think they say stay tuned. That's how they say it in Radio Land. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. I am your host, Z. Thank you for listening to Integrity Radio. This is going to take some explaining. There's this monster dinosaur lover. It sees a cute little bunny. Monster dinosaur lover wants to kiss the bunny. <sighs> and starts running towards the bunny. The bunny rabbit gets scared and starts running away. The bunny rabbit has nowhere to go and winds up jumping off a canyon. Monster Dinosaur Lover is heartbroken over this. The little bunny falls into a river at the bottom of the canyon. 
and is found on the river banks by a little tribe of Laputians. Maybe about one-fifth the size of the bunny. They all carry the bunny from the riverbanks. They chant incantations. bunny gains consciousness. He finds out he's surrounded by these little native Laputians. freaked out so he decides he's going to get up and run but finds he can't move the little bunny's been tied down and will be sacrificed So, uh, I'm not homeless, I'm houseless, and uh, off and on my whole life I've been houseless because I'm a hiker, I'm an outdoor kind of guy, and also I'm very nomadic, I like to move about, so um, it really doesn't please me to be stuck, let alone having to pay to be stuck in one place. I mention that because I think a lot of people um, confuse the houseless with the homeless. Uh, I've always fancied myself native extraction. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I think we're all of native extraction. But I fancy myself of native extraction. Yes, native Nordic. <laughs> Polynesian, Nordic Polynesian native. Um, but a native of the planet, of, uh, of the earth. Tree-hugging bastard is I. <laughs> so, as Luna and I sit here houseless on the side of the highway, drinking Starbucks coffee, God bless Starbucks. <laughs> and, uh, man, when I was in bands, Starbucks is just heaven. And, uh, yeah, Luna and I are just sitting by the highway here, drinking some coffee, smoking some pot. And uh, I thought I'd share a story with you. The Mauna Kawa story. Breaking it down, a little sort of reflection. About eight, nine months ago, no, nah, nine months ago, uh, April, I started a facility, a training facility for... Well, anything. The training and also rehearsal and performance type of space. And, of course, you know, I wanted to use it for a whole bunch of things. Amongst those things, to train in Wing Chun, and that was a very successful endeavor. But, um, yeah, I don't think the town really was ready or, or, or something. Just timing. The stars weren't aligned. Um, for it to be a successful sort of uh, cultural hub. <laughs> so um, it was worth definitely worth a try. And, um, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? 
Yeah, the sounds of the vehicles going by sort of like, are like waves. So Mauna Kawa. Well, Mauna Kawa is interesting because I didn't give it that name. Yeah, the, uh, the building manager who was ex-military, ex-law enforcement, um, he gave it the name. And, well, you might ask, why would you let someone else name your business? Well, I'll tell you why, because I'm not a very commercial-minded guy. Um, you know, um, to me, commerci- commerciality is, is you know, militant. And um, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, if, if I were to name the gym, it would be, you know, start training, you lazy fuck, and start taking responsibility for your health. <laughs> see, the title is too long, you see. <laughs> so I really was perplexed as to what to name this thing. And so uh, building manager, uh, pretty much within a few hours, had called me and or texted me rather and said, Mauna Kawa. And... Um, I didn't, I mean, I, I knew what Mauna was, right, Mountain, but uh, Kawa, I don't even know if he was saying it right, I think he might have said Kawa or something, <laughs> but Mauna Kawa, so uh, did a little investigation, and Mauna Kawa, none of my Hawaiian friends, I don't think, knew what it meant either. <laughs> Or maybe, no, I don't know if any of them knew that Kawa meant to fight. I don't think fighting is a uh, typical word used in the uh, pigeon these days in Hawaii. Mauna Kawa, so it was mountain fight. Of course, translated, it means fight mountain. You know how that happens with other languages, right? So, fight mountain. Now, why would I have someone else name the, uh, I, well, I think Mauna Kawa is kind of neat. I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> who the hell knows what that is, right? It's not very descriptive, especially out here in the Sierras in California. <laughs> but, um, but I figured it this way, right? Who better to name the place if they're willing to do so? than someone that is military, uh, ex-military, ex-police, right? And a building manager on top of it. And a business owner of many businesses, right? So, uh, yeah, I didn't know what to think of the name. It sounded all right, I guess. It wasn't very descriptive. And thinking after the fact, I, I, don't, I don't think it was a good name. I think um, something more like Jim boxing or I don't know something uh, more narrow but it wasn't meant to be that it was meant to be a, a training center so um, yeah the concepts just didn't play out but anyway I went with it I thought it was a cool idea and now afterwards I'm, uh, I'm comfortable enough to maintain the website Monokawa do some t-shirt lines and stuff like that. <clears throat> Refer to what I'm doing uh, business-wise as Monokawa. Because we're still doing it. We're just not doing it in a uh, pricey, high overhead sort of situation. We're looking, we're, we're traveling, doing outdoor venues, finding um, uh, free indoor venues, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, th- this story was supposed to come to a conclusion. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I, th- I, I think it, it was maybe just descriptive and not conclusive. Yes. So, yeah, I like Monokawa. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the Monokawa. That's the Monokawa story. Um, 
I like Monokawa Heart, Mind, and Body to refer to fighting the mountain of ignorance and arrogance that we all bestow. And uh, Heart, Mind, and Body is sort of, well, I have to admit, I, I created that part and it's a bit trollish. But what I really mean by heart is just fortitude. What I mean by mind is intellect. And what I mean by body is integrity or structure, right? That's what our body is, it's structure. Um, and we can improve upon that structure through Wing Chun. I'm not going to go into that right now. But I am going to keep doing Mauna Kawa. I'm, I'm doing a thing called Wiki Mauna Kawa now for anyone interested. So if you're in the uh, Sierra region, um, the El Dorado County area specifically, Sac County, Tahoe County perhaps, um, and you're interested in training in Wing Chun um, or long distance hiking or mountaineering, climbing, top roping, stuff like that, yeah, give me a call. Let's get in touch. That's what I like to do. That's what me and Luna really like doing. Huh, Luna? Well, Luna likes laying around. Ugly. <laughs> so, all right, folks. Well, here it is. I didn't think it would happen, but it's happening. Episode 24, Season 3, Finale, coming to a close. I bet you there's going to be another, an Episode 25. And 26, I bet. Yeah, I bet. I'm feeling. I'm feeling the integrity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>